How's it going, everybody? This is Justin Sloan. And Chris Reed. And this is Justin Our Minds. Uh, today, we're going to talk about bullshit. <laughs> we just wanted to get another podcast out there. Uh, we, me and Chris have been spending a lot more time out, outside. Uh, I'd say him more than me. Um, every time I see his story, he has a new toy playing with, whether it's snowboard or mountain bike or something. So I have zero money in my bank account. Yeah, I highly <laughs> doubt that. Um, and I, I blame XRP. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good time yeah. for crypto. I know some of my buddies. As sad as it is. I've had like five or six. I'm just I like, have... hey, bud, like you want to go do this? And they're like... Oh, I can't do that right now. <laughs> I'm like, why not? Have like, you seen I'm a little crypto? tied up right now, like yeah. financially with I can't pull anything out of crypto. I have I have friends who over you know the past couple of years they hit me up about, oh, what should I invest in, in crypto? And I just send them like, Well, you know, I'm into this and that. I'm not gonna give you advice though, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. And they'll end up buying and then lately they've been hitting me up like, What's going on? Yeah. I've been Bitcoin at sixty four (laughs) thousand. I bid it. I bought it when Elon was telling me to. Yeah. Yeah. Not not the. If if everyone's talking about buying it, you should not be buying. Yeah. Exactly. Don't run with the hype. Yeah. But also sell. (laughs) Sell everything. Yeah, that's that's the issue that uh, because, you know, I was up quite a bit, and everyone emphasizes just hodling, just. You got to hold and uh, don't, you know, don't buy the hype and, you know, you just got to hold on in the storm. But no one focuses on selling ever and taking profits you know, and so being okay with you, taking profits. You know, the worst part is my, for my Forex coach, uh, the program I bought, that's exactly what he says. Yeah. He says to sell and yeah. save some of it. And don't be afraid to sell. Yeah. You're never going to sell the top. Never. No one is ever going to sell the exact top. I mean, one... Point one percent. But you know, the one coin I got the top of was Decentraland. I bought oh, it really? at three cents, and we sold it like four dollars. Oh, it's yeah. incredible! <laughs> right. And it was Frankie that got me too, because she was like, because I told her I was like, oh, Decentraland's on the climb. She's like, I'm selling right now. She's yeah. like, no, you sell too. She wouldn't let me. I was like, ah, I was like, I don't know. She was like, sell right now. Yeah, because it was like four dollars, three ninety seven. She was like, sell right now. I'm like, all right. She had no problem with it. Yeah, because she was, she isn't, she's not attached to it, you know, at all. She, like, but she made, I mean, I think she invested, like, a small amount and made, I don't know, like, 10x. Yeah. You know, she's like, oh, cool. And most people, most people are like, oh, if I made 10x with that, I should just put in, you know, 10x what I originally did. Yeah, exactly. And then, boom, they lose it, right? Yep. Yeah, Yeah. my original crypto all started from the stimulus checks. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm sure that's yeah. most people. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. I saw an article this morning saying that uh, it was like Goldman Sachs or, you know, some big money, uh, uh, big whale. They were saying that uh, it's something like 99% of retail investors have sold their investments that they made in the last two years. That's wild. And something like that tells me that there is another run to the upside coming. Oh, I think so. It's guaranteed big money all bought that. Yeah. I, and I, now we're heading back That's something I've been working on too is being more of an optimist again. Because yeah. like if you, if you, one of the things I realized about trying to learn too many new things at one time is when you start failing repeatedly at a bunch of new stuff, 
you feel like a failure. Yes. <laughs> you don't just pick one new thing. I picked too many, and I was trying to do too many, and then yeah. after a while, I'm like, well, mm-hmm. this is rough. Mm-hmm. Like Especially with Forex and with uh, crypto at the same time, I was just like running as fast as I could and then shutting off the lights and hoping the wall wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> It can be very overwhelming. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm doing a lot of stock investing along with crypto. And I find, though, when I'm looking at crypto charts, you know, they're so freaking volatile and unpredictable. But then I look over, I go over and, you know, look at Apple or Amazon. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is yeah. very predictable. This seems you, very easy. I went back to all my Forex and crypto, like, charts on, like, TradingView. Yeah. On point. Yeah. Every single one of them hit exactly where, like, candlesticks where I said they were going to fall. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> dang it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Didn't put anything yeah, into that? No. I no. just, or not even just put into that. Like, I was like, oh, man. Like, I was a lot better than this. I thought I was. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, because when you're in the heat of it, you're like, man, this sucks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Why do I wear this weight vest to swim in the pool? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel so light. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh an interesting time for sure and i don't know there's there's so much noise about how we're just going to the downside and the more i hear that the more i think that we're not and that's why i walked exactly that's why i walked away from it for a while i was i was i was i had more money in my crypto account at one point in time like two years ago than i did in my bank account yeah because i kept making money in crypto and i'm like oh yeah and my forex and then i have all this like not all this money but it's yeah, more than most probably has in their bank and a trading account but and i'm like oh i'm getting too nervous like this shouldn't change my whole day like yeah. i'm just sad and then I, I i put in a trade at like 9 p.m and i don't sleep all night because i'm like oh <laughs> what if it doesn't hit that stuff and i'm just sitting there i'm like no no, no this is taking over your life 24 hour trading yeah i'm like that oh. Isn't insa- that's the insane yeah. thing about it? Yeah, you can wake up the next day and can be completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So no I, that break. was when I backed out a little bit. I'm like, uh-huh. no, no, no. This is this is uncomfortable. Like you need to make some more money elsewhere. That's why I started the meal prepping companies. I loop back around, but that's when you have to notice. Like if you have a bad pattern with something, back out of that or run past it. You know, yeah. like or depending on what it is, like run into it. But yeah. Um, was that our last one was triggers, right? Ironically, yeah. mm-hmm. the story I told you off the books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, and I think that's. I think every and for me, uh, I got into trading because I just forex and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, I want to learn a new language during uh, during COVID. Yeah. So the language was candlestick charts. And I cool. spent like thirty yeah. hours learning how to read candlestick charts, mm-hmm. and yeah, it just it's a different language. It for is sure. a different language, and then but when you can see those little pitter patters and like understanding, but then having to decide what kind of trading you're gonna do or what kind of trader you are is like a whole other thing too. You know that too. Yeah, yeah you're like, are you a short term trader? Are you gonna do long? Are you gonna hold? Are you gonna do this? Are you gonna do that? Yeah, it's it's hard to know that. It's hard to realize how much psychology goes into investing until you're in the thick of it. Yeah, anything it's, they have books on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But my, so my dad's a, he's a stockbroker. Oh, okay. when I was in college, I had just a little bit of money and I was like, I asked him, you know, what should I invest in? This or that, you know, I think, uh, marijuana was getting legalized. And so I, I was looking at 
I was marijuana stocks. About your, Wait, what? Your college career. Oh, yeah. That's what you yeah. invested in. Different story. See, marijuana? But, so I was looking at marijuana stocks, and I just wanted to put some money into, because I, you know, like everyone else, thinking it's going to go to the moon. And he warned me right before I invested. He, he said, uh, you should be careful. Don't get emotional about this. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And until I put it in, and right when I put the money in, hey man, how's it going? Good. Right when I put the money in, it starts dropping. And before I knew it, what was happening, I was down like eighty percent of my initial investment. And looking back, I'm I'm thinking, oh, he meant don't get emotional, like don't be in denial, because you know it, it goes down ten percent. And I just think, oh, it'll bounce up. It'll bounce up. And then it goes down another 10%. And I'm thinking, well, I've lost and I can't sell now because I've already lost that much. I don't want to realize those losses. And then it keeps going. And I'm just telling myself this the whole way down to 90%. And so I didn't learn that, learn that lesson until after I lost like 90% of my investment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that happened. Uh, actually, I, I was going to. The one thing that they say on Forex too, and it was on gold, they say don't do gold. Gold until you understand Forex trading because it's super volatile, mm. super duper volatile. Yeah. And somebody called out like a certain, like a really big trader, um, uh, he called out something, but I'm like, oh, I'll take this signal, why not? And I took it and then I'm up, up 150% instantly. Uh-huh. and. I tell my roommate at the time, I'm like, oh, I should pull out. This goes against every single like thing I'm, I'm learning right now. And he was like, then pull out. And I just watch it. <laughs> I'm like, no. And then it drops. And then I it can't. drops. And then it drops. And then yeah. I ended up losing. And I'm like, yeah. ah. I did the same thing. I'm like, and then yeah. I didn't sleep. And then I was supposed to go to Moab the next day. Or like, yeah. you know, I'm like, it's just funny how that works. You're like, ah, it's not going to happen to me. And then you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's times like those you just need to be a freaking robot. And just, just unemotional, just, oh, if it hits that, got to sell. But it's cool, too, yeah. to, like, pair different things because I realized, like, when you train outside of there, I'm like, what can I do that's more analytical? I was like, oh, maybe I can get into rock climbing. So we started bouldering at the same time mm-hmm. I was doing forex trading, different things. So, like, when you <laughs> learn how to, like, you have to be calm in the chaos. Yeah. And it all pairs together. Yeah. You know, like, and the same with jujitsu and different things like that. You, because mm. if you can go fast, but if you go fast and get in and out, you're either going to overwork yourself. Yeah. Pretty easy, burn yourself out. Same, I feel like it's the same thing with trading. That's, that's what I love about snowboarding or rock climbing or mountain biking is when you're in the thick of that, you cannot think about anything else. Yeah. And it keeps you present. Guarantee, you know, surfing or any other extreme sports, that's got to be the attraction for so many people that it's just a break from normal life mm. and you're just in a different world. Flow state. Yeah. That's why everybody, that's the real addiction everybody's trying to find. Yeah. Same thing with like driving on the highway sometimes when you're in. Mm-hmm. You ever you ever drive when you don't feel good or like you're up all night or whatever and it's a oh, completely it's, different, it's so scary. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't feel good. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like. Well, say, they say don't drive when you're in a really bad state. Yeah. When you're, if you're just about to cry or yeah. do not go drive. Yeah. When most people, they choose to go for a drive when they're really upset. Yeah, exactly. And then that's when, oh, well, some of that, I, I guess I used to do that. And like, if you can drive calm, like if you're not like, like maybe. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah I, I totally get down. that. It's just like a death box. It literally is. Yeah. But yeah, I noticed sometimes like if I was like, 
so, like I had an ayahuasca experience and was there for two days, didn't sleep very well, and then I have to drive home or whatever, drive from somewhere, <laughs> oh, and I'm like, Ugh. drive on ayahuasca. Yeah, no. Well, luckily, yeah. I wasn't on it, but yeah. at that time, it's still it's like I'm coming like, down. Yeah, or like you go to a rave or something, and then you have to drive home, or yeah, <laughs> like oh, this is only why does this feel like forty five days instead of forty five minutes? <laughs> Man, oh, but that's yeah, it's the. It's developed. I think that's the biggest thing with most people in anything in life is like developing the psychology. But it's so hard when so many things are patterned to dopamine in different different aspects of your brain, mm-hmm. and and we all probably started with the wrong, you know, like with carbohydrates and different things. So we get jump started on the wrong side of the tracks. It's it baffles me that I am not diabetic from the stuff I was eating when I was younger. <laughs> me too. And the whole. Because I I played soccer in all all growing up played soccer and during the time when it was believed if you're gonna do any sort of endurance sport you have to carb carb load you know so we would go out to breakfast before a soccer game I'd be loading up on French toast it was oh, always French toast yeah during the game why am I so tired hmm I wonder right <laughs> looking back of thank god i was an active kid otherwise i'm sure i would have diabetes right just like pre-diabetic yeah um i feel the same way i'm like that's why i like other than like the head trauma i think that was i didn't look into it now i think that was an indicator of why i had uh, epilepsy was uh mm. like insulin sensitivity yeah or non-sensitive i guess would be right because you want to insulin you want to be sensitive yeah. to insulin um so yeah i think it was just like way too much consumption of sweets and, and yeah. different things and that was that would trigger it because i know that's a trigger for people with ms that cause i mean it's going to be different for why i had seizures compared to like somebody with ms but yeah. there's a lot that has to do with sugar in in oh, those aspects sure. yeah yeah uh, my wife she teaches special ed and i mean a lot of those kids with learning disabilities and autism and downs or other issues it's like she looks at what they're eating and what I mean no not blaming parents at all because some are too busy they don't know any better but just the food that they're sent to school with or that the school supplies is just shooting them in the foot oh it's my gosh kicking them all I, down I, but it's I do terrible. see it too with like the certain parents like when they have kids and they're like special needs or not all but I mean I'm sure there's some genetic break there and some of them that, that we don't understand we're not scientists or you know was mm. a, a biologist or um but, yeah i'm not saying it's like but causing but their I've problems seen at all defects but. in children <clears throat> that directly i think correlate to people's drug use lack of like their vitamin deficiencies and mineral deficiencies mm-hmm. and all that stuff because i i really think that that's huge oh yeah it's vital i mean and it, it'd be really interesting to see if they're they have done any studies on i know uh, Dr. Sean Baker, they're running like a carnivore diet study, mm-hmm. huge study. So it'd be interesting to see someone on just a very high fat, high protein versus very high carb. And what if they had something like autism or any other learning disability and like what percentage is it improved or it's, worse? It's hard to, I think it's just like anything else out there. Now that autism's on the rise, like more kids are getting identified with it. Like the parents are like, Oh, or like a doctor's like, Oh, they have autism. Yeah. It's just such a wide spectrum. And, and then 
like I noticed with certain kids that then they can get away with doing acting a certain way or shutting down yeah. quicker because they they're like it's okay now oh, it's they, just have they have autism. Yeah. Do you? Okay, so that's a debate because we are seeing more higher rates of autism now. Do you think it's because we're testing for it more, or do you think there's it there really are well if more it's, autistic? I think it's a combination. I think there is all of it because, like, there's more and more vitamin deficiencies. There's not less, and, yeah. and mineral deficiencies. More toxins. More in the toxins. Uh, more plastics. Um, but also, I think they're widening the spectrum. I think there's there's better science, so it's all of it. But like now that they're supposedly dropping testosterone, like the when I got my testosterone check, the, he made a joke that they're dropping it to eighty. Yeah, they're moving the goalposts. Yeah. The goalpost even further. It's away from 400, which is already terrible. low. Terrible. Yeah. Which was half of what our grandparents yeah. had. Our grandma probably is above 400 for yeah. testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen photos of people at the beach in like the 50s or something? Yeah. It's like yeah. mostly normal body composition. And then it's like they, they, all, uh, they always post like, uh, you know, the 50s versus today. And it's just. It's a different world. Yeah. Different world of body types. Yeah, and, and it, 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 it's wild. Like it, and, and back then, even their fast food like, was in the 60s and 70s was real meat. Like, it's what we're going back to. Yeah. Like, the original McDonald's and stuff like that, like, that was actually really high quality. Yeah. Because <laughs> they didn't have all these machines and all well, these Well, in clothes. other countries, too. You go, you go over to Europe, and McDonald's is actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. But here, what they did in other studies, in the... In McDonald's burgers or McDonald's food in general, there's so m- much microplastic material they just found. I bet for transportation and stuff like that from it freezing oh, and different yeah. things alongside everything else. I know too that, like, I think it was Frankie that was telling me, she said that they, they actually put better ingredients in a lot of the McDonald's stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but they won't, they won't publicize it now because people were going away from those. Like the healthier options are saying, oh, we put this in in meat or whatever. I can't remember if it's McDonald's, but people wouldn't buy that because it's because it healthy? was healthier. Oh my god! Yeah, there's a lot of people that were like like it deterred them away from that thing, and then so they just stopped talking about it. See, but they, at that point, I just I lose so much faith. I know. In I'm like most yeah. of humanity, because it's great that we live in a world now where so much great information is going out there. You, you can live wherever you want, but still scroll through social media and see all these great tips on how to get healthy. But then as a whole, just the, the masses are, <laughs> no pun intended, just getting even bigger, fatter, oh, unhealthier. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, I, I just don't know what, in the long run, which direction that's gonna take us because in the end, big business wins. And big big business profits off of unhealthy shit. You know, you have the huge plant based movement, <clears throat> thinking that that's the healthier choice for everyone. When, in my opinion, and I think it's supported by a lot of <clears throat> a lot of science, it's not the healthy choice for most people. No, no. Like, was it A A A B? Like, there's very specific blood types that that yeah. or that works, or Mediterranean or pescatarian. And and you can retrain your stomach acids to be able to handle different things. Yeah, but and that's using pretty strict, a pretty strict diet of you know raw whole food mm-hmm. vegan or vegetarian. When big business, they're making Beyond Meat and it's Impossible shit. 
Oreos are vegan. Jesus Christ, it's, it's not good for you anyway. They're using terrible oils. And so that's what they push on everyone. And it's like, yeah, it's healthier if you cut out the red meat and you use a Impossible Burger instead. That was literally just on like Good Morning America my, or something. My roommate, <clears throat> his friend, she's, I mean, I give her credit. She like noticed his collapse arches and stuff. So he is getting ready for his first pro fight. He sent me her what, like her, her program that he she said she wanted him to be on, and there was some really good stuff in there. But like the oils that he was supposed to use was, was like it said, oh you want vegetable oils, you want this, you want that, and I'm like, what? No, like yeah, no, 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 but, like but they're vegetable oils. Yeah, good I'm like why, why, why? <laughs> she has a degree. Oh my god, yeah. And like, it's yeah. That's that's my biggest pet. So my biggest pet peeve about Whole Foods is like you go to the hot bar, it's all this quote unquote healthy food. It's Whole Foods. Everything's it's known for health. It's all cooked in canola oil, all of it. Yeah. And if people saw how they make canola oil, they would gag. It's it's terrible. I mean, it was made originally for engines. I know. It's a lubricant. Yeah. What? And it's just cooked. Everything's cooked in it. And that's in your Impossible Burger, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, it's so terrible. And it's like, like Impossible Burgers and different things, like, they have a different heat. Uh, they cook weird. Like, they smell and taste weird. Like, I, I tried one. Like, I tried to buy the one, and I'm like, no, I just wanted to chew on it to see how. So I understood, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, when I was working at Cheesecake Factory, and I was like, this, fuck this, I don't know what this is. But, yeah, no, thank you. No, but I think that's that comes with the age of... Uh, of um, met, the metaverse and different things. I know a lot of my friends super excited for the metaverse that have fucked up their lives here. Then mm-hmm. they're out of shape or whatever and they're yeah. not, you know, they don't do a lot outdoors and like, I'm like, oh, I guess it makes sense for them. But the, yeah. those are also the same people that don't eat that well and, mm-hmm. you know, they're, and a lot of them really like crypto and different things, but they, yeah. you know, like their idea of a good weekend is going out to a rave or a, a something that's, like high stimulation all the time, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. What's the, if you, did you read or watch, they just made it into a movie, Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. I really like that it, movie. It's did you movie. read, the book is incredible I too. I have read the book. Yeah. But it's not far off with where you can see things going. I had a trip on this stuff called N-bombs. They're like an RC and RC is a research chemical. So they're like, they're like analogs of, um, LSD. So mm-hmm. like they're they're same thing as like they're a synthetic way to trip, but uh, in the this, this experience changed my life. It was like 2012. That's when I went paleo. I moved out of this house I was in that I first moved here in Utah. Um, but it was kind of like the Matrix where I would we'd come out. There's this dystopia. Everything's big cement buildings. There's graffiti everywhere, and I'd come out of this trip, and I'd be in this realm, and I'm like. Every, like just sitting on the ground like my body's all frail it doesn't really want to move and everybody around me is just sitting on the floor and there's all these cables big thick coax cables and you plug them in the back of your head and that's the drug and it sends you into whatever universe you want so like instead of taking drugs like your body's so frail and fragile that you don't use it and everything's just decimated like there's just huge cement buildings everywhere trash everywhere like graffiti just like anything you think of like and and I would like like and every time I I had like 20 different journeys in this one night and every time I unplugged I was back at that spot wow like and I plugged back in and but 
the whole gist of it was like, while that was happening, the universe wanted me uh, and a few others, as the rebirth happened, everybody got wiped out, except for like 20% or 30% of the population. And I was outside for 30 minutes barefoot. Like it was like 30, I don't know. I, I remember it being 30 minutes, but it was a long time, barefoot in the snow. <laughs> Just watching the horizon in Spanish Fork and watching the earth uh, annihilate everything and everything starting to grow and come back. And it wiped out everything except 30%. Like the Thanos, the snap, yeah. it really happened in my vision wow. and this quest. And that's what made it, the universe was telling me you're one of those people that's going to bring health to others. And you could, like, as everybody evolves mentally, they're going to devolve spiritually. And they're going to go into this alternate realm. And they're going to be turning into gray aliens, basically. And so that gray alien, their body gets fragile, the mind gets huge. And, you know, so, like, but mm. for me, I didn't, I'm, I'm not part of that, necessarily. I'm part of this old culture that is supposed to help people get re in touch with their primal side of their body and their and their their spirit and different things like that so yeah. that's what started me on that journey i stopped drinking alcohol for a long time and then i just went paleo which is my version of paleo at least i don't know i was terrible <laughs> i didn't eat enough calories i was literally just eating like chicken and broccoli and, and seeds and i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like looking back i'm like oh i mean it was, paleo. yeah very Boring. But boring no. as hell. But I, I got shredded. Yeah. Like, sure Ninja Turtle, like turtle shell shredded. <laughs> like. On your quest. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. yeah. Every year it seems like we're getting pushed further and further to a lifestyle more more supportive of that gray alien type of I was, body. I was so against it to 2020 when I realized that you can profit off of some of this, or but you should know it. I don't want to be one of these old guys that didn't get the internet or, you know, like right. didn't want to use the typewriter or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Cause I know a lot of people that have these old mindsets, even for nutrition mm. and it's like, Oh, if stone broke, don't fix it. And then I'm like, okay, you have fun with your one gear going uphill. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to use this 18 speed and I'm going to get there yeah. faster and I'm going to come back around, you know? So it's just like learning. It, it, it's a not devolving, but evolving at a level that you can keep and stay grounded. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can evolve too far. Keep up with the time. Sure. Yeah, you keep up yeah. with the times yeah. and, and make sure that you're not necessarily just profitable, but you're, you're, you're flowing well with whatever the hell's going on there. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of like the survival of the fittest way, ways to live. So, you know, you... You, you find out how you thrive best, and that's keeping these basic principles of eating the right things, going outside, getting sun. Like, these are, like, proven things that will help you thrive physically. But then also there's new technologies coming out, and those are great to incorporate. But if they start undercutting you in any way, then you, you got to ditch it. You know, if like, the Internet's great, and social media is great, but if it starts undercutting your overall health, then you gotta you gotta alter it exactly but some new technology comes along yeah try it out and make sure it serves you as a whole but if it starts conflicting with other ways that help you thrive then you gotta ax it out so yeah it's evolving but in a efficient way yeah Yeah. it it it, it, find out it through awareness like find out what works for you and then because for me this last year i let myself get too carried away with caffeine and other Mm -hmm. things and you know you can have some 
I, I just downed right. it, bucked up. Right. He just pumped a hole in the side. He just shotgunned shotgun 300 milligrams. <laughs> energy drink before this. I don't usually do that, but I don't know. I was it's just, just so that. funny that you drink, you bring that over the day that I don't have one. <laughs> You're like, like hey, I knew. the universe was like, hey, I literally was driving yeah. by a bucked up store. Yeah. Like, oh, I've never had one of those. Yeah. Let me just pop in. I just felt a calling. Yeah. You're like, go fuck with Justin. Now I just I want to go break some boulders. Hell yeah, with your head. <laughs> yes, in the forest. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's a, uh, and I think that's figuring out at what level. Like you're saying, we were talking about what level things work for you. You know, like is it ten percent? Can I be on social media for ten percent of my day or whatever something? And then find what percentage to where you can stay with the flow of traffic without slowing everybody down, but kind of doing your own thing too. Yeah. Um, Cause like even with TikTok and all these other things, like I was like, oh, I don't want like TikTok, I don't want this, I don't want that. But then you realize that you can repattern yourself to where it's not a, um, it's not a issue in your life, you know. Like so, it's not such a so it's not such heavy turbulence, yeah. You know. But finding finding the the clear path is not always the easiest. There's no clear shot, so sometimes you got to go through. Um, the rocky train to understand things a little easier for yourself. Well said. Is it though? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so moving forward with that, it's finding what works best for you and then utilizing that and adding one tool or two tools in a year to better uh, either get for us, getting your word out there. Um, cause I don't know. I think the whole idea, I admire the idea of like running off to the mountains and living there, but at the same time, like, I wonder too, like if people just, if that's what they want to do, great. But I feel like there's so much more in life to experience and you'd miss out on that if you do that. Yeah. On both ends of the spectrum too. Cause there are some people who they're completely content just growing up and staying in the same town, mm-hmm. working in just whatever job is available and that's it. And either... Maybe they have no ambition to even get married or have kids. Like that's, there's so much variety in the types of people out there who are perfectly content or happy doing A or B, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then, it's yeah. just being that self-aware. Of what works for you. Yeah. And knowing that you're not giving in to like something less, less than yourself. Like you're giving it, like you're not giving in to like mediocrity unless that's what you want, you know? And that's okay. So, you know, every chessboard needs pawns. And if that's what you want, then like, that's cool too. And no hate, no hate. That's do your thing, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, cause I, that that was like always something I'm like, yeah, you know, get your wife or move out into the mountains and become like a mountain man and then have a cabin and blah, blah. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's cool. But might get old. Might get old pretty quickly. <laughs> Which is like living in Hawaii. You know, that's such a dream for so many people. But I've talked to a lot of people who have moved Especially here now. from Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. And I ask them, how was it? And they're like, yeah, it was all right. And it's the complete opposite of the ambition that most people have yeah. moving there. Like, oh, it's got to be the best beach every day on an island, tropical location. But then things get old. Yeah, exactly. Things get very old. Yeah, I, very I give quick. them six months. You know, yeah. like that's maybe. Like, yeah, maybe you. you yeah, know? yeah. Because I felt like that when I lived in the mountains in Oregon. I'm like, oh, I don't like being alone. Like <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is. I mean, I, I over time it was easier to adapt, and like you know, it, you can adapt I'm to sure. it. But at first, it was a shell shock. I'm like listening yeah. to podcasts just to hear people's voices. Right. And, yeah. 
you know. And then you got to realize, like, oh, there's animals out here that are trying to, <laughs> trying to eat, too. They're going to fuck you up if they find yeah. your stuff. And then you realize, yeah. you're like, oh, these houses are kind of nice. We have Being able to know good. where police officers are, you know, like going to a store, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> if I get hurt. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'm like, oh, fuck, me. I'm just out here. It's just me. Yeah. It's just me. Better, better And then you realize how much stuff you're like, oh, I didn't learn this thing. Yeah. I probably should have learned how to do this. <laughs> Where's my bushcraft book? <laughs> Yeah. Where to go now? <laughs> so, let's see. We we went over crypto. Went over cryptocurrency. <laughs> uh, we went over the psychology, and and the tears and all the tissue paper that go along with uh, cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> I will say. Oh, um, one of the things I was thinking about the other day in the in in the bathroom, uh, um, <laughs> you know, I feel like a lot of people that don't listen to music in the bathroom get some deep thinking in there. Yeah, I used to. Now I bring my phone in there. Do you? I don't do as much a, thinking. I yeah. should probably. Yeah. I stop. Place of that. Like for me, I like even sometimes I'll make sure I don't listen to anything when I'm driving. Like every once in a while, I'm like yeah. I won't turn on music or won't turn this or that on. Yeah. Um, just because. I heard that once. It's like, oh, you play music all the time or you do this or that or podcast because, you know, you you don't want that time with yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Or there's also we we want to learn so much that we only we think we're, lo- we're losing hours of the day if we don't try to learn something. You know? Yep. I have um, that thought too. Yeah. I, it, yeah, I need to – I need to be alone with my thoughts a lot more. I'm trying to lately. Yeah. But yeah, typically – I will just bring my phone into the bathroom with me. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped doing that. Yeah. And I, I turn off my phone at a certain time at nighttime. Yeah, same then here. I'm like, I just not, like literally all the way off. Not That's even good because like, it wasn't even that long ago that we didn't have the ability to just pull it out of our pocket. Yeah, exactly. And start reading something or looking yeah, at something. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's what I've been doing is going back to books. Yeah. Um, Anyways, you were in the bathroom. You thought of Oh, dang it. Something. Yeah, something. I, was, I don't remember now. <laughs> uh, dang it. Um, I was in the bathroom doing some things. <laughs> doing something. Uh, man, what, how did we get to that? I was in the bathroom, and... I, well, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, I was basically in the bathroom. Here, I got It'll come. All right. I was going to ask you what you think of... Tim Kennedy's book so far. Is there anything that you've taken away from it? Oh, huge. That I do not... I'm glad I was never in Special Forces. Because oh, I had yeah. a lot of people tell me that our Special Forces said I would have been a badass in Special Forces and right. I was built for it. Not my thing. Like him... No? And not spoiler alert. When he talks about... I don't... When he talks about a, tor- a turret, like or like it was like a like a, mach- a heavy machine gun. And yeah. The Taliban shooting and he's trying to sneak in, in there. He sees a window, throws his first grenade in there. Really funny. Uh, and he doesn't hear men scream. He hear kids and women. So, like, that kind of stuff I wouldn't want to live with. I could. You know, I've had some interesting things happen in my past that uh, I know I'm not that person now. And I knew I had to do what I had to do in that point in time. Uh, and it killed me for a long time. It used to come out when I was drinking and stuff like that. But, like, killing – like, actually killing somebody is a really yeah. big fucking thing. Yeah. And it's uh, it's not something that's easy to – uh, like understand unless it happens yeah. and, and to 
accidentally kill innocent kids or women, I I don't know if I could handle that. Like, if somebody accidentally. asked, because somebody asked, and like just the fact of killing a person or killing a something, uh, it's not a good feeling. Even if the like, even if it's deserving or whatever, you know, it's, it's a weird feeling. Oh, it's got to uh, be. It's huge. It, yeah, taking a life. Yeah. It's, and uh I'm sure yeah like even if it's self-defense or whatever you know you're in a situation yeah. um it it'll eat it'll eat at you um but so getting back to that yeah there's just a lot of things in the story that i'm like oh i wasn't built like tim kennedy from childhood he was literally built for this yeah like so that's one of the things i realized because i used to look at it you know like we all have those people where we're like how the fuck did that how do, how do i do that kind of stuff yeah no i can't I can, but not on that caliber. I, I could be, probably turn myself into that, but he was literally built from that from, from childhood. Yeah. Like, he talks about his grandpa and, like, how his grandpa would ask him, like, at age 13, they'd watch these crazy movies. I don't want to spoil this for anybody else, but, like, the very in-depth movies, like How to Catch a Mockingbird, different things like this. And then right. his grandpa would ask him the psychology behind it. Like, why is that guy an immature, masculine man? Like, why is this this? Or, like, what what do you see the, so, the character flaws in that person? He was being quizzed about this from yeah, early age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always had a good support group. And wow. it's, like, his mom is really intelligent. And his dad's super intelligent and a badass. So, like, from early on. And he was homeschooled and, like, different things like that. So, yeah. he, like, he has, he was built for it. Like, wow. we're built for different things, you know? That's and I'm wild. Like, That's just... I'm so fascinated with uh, warrior culture. So, you know, like, the Spartans or just the time way back when war was very prevalent all the time whether it was warring tribes or empires you know yeah. and and even just the just back then what what fighting was it was hand to hand it was like you saw the just the eyes the whites of the eyes of whoever you were fighting and it was that close like these days you know it's snipers from hundreds of yards away oh, or it's shooting yep. from yards and away. that's what he's talking about pink <clears throat> mist like yeah pink. or like watching something through a or, sniper scope and having or a, drone warfare yep. like an ac1 uh, 130 fly over and just machine yeah. gun down people we're so you separate now have to pinpoint your coordinates and the people giving the orders are you know lawyers in dc that's that's the most what a lot of people don't know that when they're ordering a drone strike or any sort of strike it's coming from like a lawyer yeah. So it's someone who just, you know, they, and who knows how, why that got set up in that way. But yeah, it's not even a, a veteran general who's, you know, been in the trenches or whatever. No, this is just someone in DC, a higher up who has a law degree. Yep. Exactly. It, they passed the bar exam. So now they're allowed yeah. to kill people. It's just evolved. It's evolved in such a fucked up way, in my opinion. I mean, I'm, yeah, there's a lot that we are helping around the country but we're also just one of the most destructive nations on earth oh the the biggest or, or the most destructive. the biggest dick yeah like and we're like physically and emotionally like yeah. oh you know like, like, you know the comedian dave smith have you heard mm-hmm. he's a libertarian he uh he's very involved with politics i think he's actually running for something but he's a comedian his name's dave smith and he uh Anytime he's on a podcast or whatever and they start talking about Ukraine or whatever is currently going on with us in war, he immediately brings up Yemen and how we are, like, he just immediately calls out, like, 
you know, the, we just sent what forty billion to Ukraine. Forty billion dollars, which will probably just extend this as a proxy for, you know, making money, and it's it's pretty damn obvious. And he'll immediately point out how you know there's Ukraine flags flying out everywhere. We support Ukraine, this and that. He's like, where is the support for the literally millions of people who are starving in Yemen as a direct result from wars that we are funding? Millions. So women, children, the lot in Yemen. There's zero, zero like talk of that. What is going on? It, it's insane. Zero coverage. Yeah. That's even something I noticed like for myself with social media. I have 20 something thousand followers and I have 50 views on my 24 hour story sometimes. Ever since 2020 on there, it's just you get the wrong people that don't like what you're saying and you get silenced. And, or, and then you don't get like I'll post stuff regarding this kind of thing or, yeah. or COVID or whatever else and instantly yeah. go from 3,000 views a story to 50 or yeah. 100 and it's instant. I'm a, and I'm a tiny tiny fish in that pond. I yeah. can only imagine like what happens to like bigger people with a bigger voice, you know, they get yeah. silenced way quicker. Well, so like, many times I'll search for those types of people with big voices who are saying things that are definitely against the narrative and I can't find them. Even if you yeah. put their whole damn yeah. handle in. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, seen that. Wild. That happened to Kyle Kingsbury too. And he's not, mm-hmm. he's just a, he was a formulator for on it, like yeah. and a fighter, you know, like, and then he just said some stuff that they didn't like. Yeah. It's wild, man. We're, yeah, we're living in a, really strange uh time of uh, yeah it's we don't really have free speech right now we don't i mean you can say what you want but then they'll you know it'll be in some corner of the internet yeah exactly they put a bubble they put a like a like a bowl over your over your area they're like oh yeah you can have free speech in this hundred mile radius yeah and then as soon as you have someone like elon saying that they value free speech it's they just attack them Mm-hmm. What are you? Do you guys hear yourselves? Yep, the same yeah. thing. They do you know attack, history? They attack people for the same things that they were their parents were supporting. Yeah, you know. If, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know what ancestors for their whatever their tribe of you know libertarian or whatever you know yeah. or, or far left or far right. And I'm like fuck, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, but I mean, going back, I just love Tim Kennedy because yeah, someone who's gone gone through that much stuff. Not yeah, I haven't read. Oh, it comes out on the. It comes out on the seventh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> God, you got the VIP yeah. treatment. Yeah, the advanced reader edition. Yeah, uh, I just I have so much respect for someone who, who's gone through that much shit, and still, I mean, he seems like a very cheerful, loving guy. Oh yeah, and he hasn't dude. I mean, I'm sure he's been affected by it, but he's turned it into. Oh dude, such he a talks. Life. Well, he talks about it too. It's yeah. like how gross he feels, and like, wow. why would anybody want to even hug me? Because wow. like, I'm at a point where they went into this village, um, <clears throat> and it was completely different from all the Taliban. It was on their way back, um, and like, so they had to go through like this. Uh, it's like a, uh, what, is, what are they? This is not a barrack. It, it sounds like a barricade. What's the word? Um, when you have a, like a line of cars, like a, checkpoint or no, it's not a checkpoint. It's like a car, like a line, like a parade of cars. Basically, it's, they have a name for it. Caravan. Like, a caravan. Yeah. yeah, we'll say caravan. Uh, so a caravan of like so they're getting supplies to from one fob, which is a base, to mm-hmm. another fob, mm-hmm. and uh, they have to go through um, the these areas that are heavily covered with Taliban. So they just get like they get fucked up basically. And, uh, yeah, so he was expecting them right after an ambush, 
that they end up going into an area where this village is not the same and there's no Taliban there and he just like he, this old man and his kids and stuff are trying to hug him and he just he has such a hard time accepting it because he's like if you know what I did like you know days ago like I just you know because he's part of killing hundreds of people including That's, those kids and yeah and you, you see like and this is him at 25 yeah you know, so it's just like a kid a kid still a kid yeah, yeah like yeah. he's like in his early 20s and he's you just hear it you read it in his voice yeah. like he's just like fuck and that it's heavy yeah it's stuff like that i i think about uh wives wives in that can you imagine your spouse being in a different part of the world and their job is to be put in life and death situations on both sides career. even the taliban on both sides can you imagine watching your husband get yeah. annihilated by american forces yeah and it's weird on that side it's 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 typically religion driven yeah right? so yep. it's it's like you from tim's perspective he's he's fighting men who believe that the power of god is compelling them to kill him to, to kill to him kill. to kill gays to kill is it that wild like to go up against that has got to just be I mean, both sides, just like religion-driven warfare is so wild. It is. These people are, it's literally not even about this life, so they're willing to die for it. Yep. And, I mean, yeah, obviously he was willing to die for a similar, country. you know, like, I similar mean, it's, thing. like, I wouldn't say he's Taliban, apparently, but there are, like, there are parallel thinking there in some yeah. aspects, and he mentions that, too. You yeah, know, the religion like, of your country. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. But them, it's, there are, like, oh, our country does not promise eternal life after, and what is it, 72 virgins, or yeah. <laughs> whatever No, it is. just uh, $50,000 worth of hazard pay. <laughs> yeah, and some terrible, you know, benefits when you get back. Yeah. Well, um, I, and that, that's the thing, is back then, too, he wasn't even doing it for any of that. He was just trying to be the coolest person, the, yeah. the, the most badass version of himself. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a religion, too. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, I yeah, it's just being a spouse and seeing seeing your husband or wife, typically husband, going off and going first to kill people, so you don't even know how his psychology is going to be when he gets oh, back. Oh, and you can't talk to them about it. Like, can't if you're on mission... Like you're you're talking to somebody, especially special forces. You they probably did, don't have communication for like fourteen or fifteen months. Yeah. Like once social media came around, it's a little easier. Every once in a while, you get like a Facebook <clears throat> message or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like easier with, to FaceTime. Yeah, with that kind of stuff, is like you, there's fourteen, fifteen months, especially way back when you don't hear you don't hear shit. I would until not, they get back. I would not date. I would not date if I, if that was my career path. I would not want to rope anyone into that. Right. The, I mean, that's great that they made it work, but I don't think that's I why there's a lot that. of divorce or a lot oh, of like, I'm sure. a lot of not, trauma that's circled around. How that. how do you stay in touch when you're over there doing that and you can't even help them? You can't relate in any way. You mm. can't vent to them about your day. Like, you just have to shut up and you know just say. The, I love that's you. where like the brother and sisterhood come in. Yeah. So you're you're in the thick of it with other people. But even so, like you know. Me and my wife, you know, I'm away from work, you know, a couple of weeks here and there. <clears throat> and if it's, if it's longer, it's, it's really tough because we can't see each other and just even hugging and just being there physically. But even when I'm working on set and I'm working long hours and then 
she, you know, I'll tell her about my day, but it's hard to share these experiences that I've gone through. And that's just for a couple of weeks and it's nothing too high stress most of the time. Mm-hmm. But then imagine if it's like the ultimate high stress situations that you, you can't think, even tell your wife or husband Think about, about police officers or firefighters, that, paramedics. Like we, we have friends. Frankie too, when she came back, she'd tell me like, I'd be like, how's your day? She's like, well, you know, this person almost died. And you're like, what the? Yeah. God, how I, do was, you, I was pissed. I dropped three potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fender bender. Yeah. Yeah. How do you relate? How do you evolve your relationship when one of them is just off in this corner in their mind probably and just going through shit? And especially on, on that level of him being across season doing something top secret, you can't even share it. Mm-mm. You can just say, well, I'm in a really dark place and that's yeah, it. Exactly. And you can't give any detail. And then what, what does the and, spouse and, say and to with, that? And with a lot of them being ramped up, especially with special forces, they're in such a weird, like, oh, I don't want to be, I, I shouldn't be vulnerable thing, you know, like where they that have too? to be animals let me just, and they can't switch it off. Let me just bury it. Yeah, they can't switch and it off. how does that manifest later? Because some of my it's, buddies, some of my closest FF, SF buddies are recon for the Marines. Like every time I would see them after a deployment, they had less of a personality. Yeah. Less of a personality. Oh, yeah. And, probably, and But the longer you you hung out with them like over time, like say if it was months, uh, it would come out or you'd see it after alcohol. Um, so like their defenses drop, but yeah, it was wild to see like, you could just see like less life in their eyes, less yeah. life in their eyes, less life in their eyes. They're still there. They're still a person. Like you mm-hmm. still, the person you know at a point, but like way different. Like yeah. just, yeah, just switch the switch. It just like that lights dim. Yeah. It's, it's amazing that that's a career path being on that extreme. And then I, it's good to remind myself because there are days when I complain and I should not complain. Oh dude. <laughs> that's why I like and, reading books like this too. Yeah. Is just like, cause the beginning and some of it, you're like, Oh man, even like the stories of him, like fighting, you're like, Oh, cause he went from like winning a, like a professional bout for a title basically, or like a tournament and the next day he goes and does he goes to, into like the rangers you're like what like and then he goes to do a ranger school wow like the day after like the people <laughs> were like wait did you just did you just uh we seen you yesterday yeah. like and then they became his instructors so there's wow. just like multiple levels of that where you're like oh some people are just built different. some people are just not human yeah exactly yeah cuz then there's people like like for us too like not to switch it back to us but um, having like the idea of you, you like we look at like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or any of these other people that are like you're like how the fuck do they do all that but then right. there's people that probably look at us the same way because like we have a lot more on our plates than most people mm-hmm. you know like if somebody really asks you how your day was and you have a day where you're working and you're doing all these different things you know um, people are looking at me like oh, he's full of himself. He didn't do all that in one day. And you're like, what? Yeah, you asked, you know, like, but it's like, yeah. I feel like, and then there's just like levels to that. Yeah. You know, and like seeing like what you do to build those kind of strategic, but yeah, I just, I think it's wild to see like the psychology and, and, and the steps necessary for people to fall inside those roles. Yeah. And it, it's a combination of being born with, that kind of personality or that brain chemistry that drives you to that and then the lifestyle that nurtured you into that and pushed you so it's, it's just a combination I think um, and it, yeah it's, it's fascinating when you find out about these people I haven't read the book but there, you know, 
uh, Malcolm Gladwell wrote Outliers. Mm-hmm. I think it I, I guess you're like the third person that has brought that book. Yeah, up, it's, it's on my list. Listen but, uh, to it or watch it. But yeah, it's watch it. It's fascinating when whatever industry, whatever field, there's these people who just for some reason they're just at the freaking top. And for me, I watch a lot of soccer, and so it's messy. <laughs> just thinking about your wife. Uh, about what? Yeah, sorry. Thinking about your wife posting on the story of you just like, oh yeah. Because even like when you talk about it, you're like Ugh, thinking about soccer, and then you just go, Ugh. yeah. And then I just stressed out. <laughs> oh well, my favorite team, Liverpool. They they were yeah. just in the tournament final and they lost, and so I'm still hurt by it. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, like I, I mean, I I literally have to after a game when it was tough and they lose, which is rare. They're doing very well. It Bust out the my, whiskey. It potentially no, it potentially drives me there, and so I have to remind myself. I'm like, this has nothing to do with my life. They don't even know who I am. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I literally have to give myself a pep talk. But anyways, within soccer, I'm sure most people have heard of this. He's world famous. His name's Lionel Messi. He plays for Argentina. Have you heard of him? Yeah. yeah. So he he's like five foot four. Five foot five. Did not know he was that tiny. He's very tiny. Shortest, shortest one on the field, typically. I could be... He's maybe a little bit taller than that. And he's like a, a head taller than most players. Some players, he's a couple of heads t- shorter. Or head shorter than most players. Okay. Some, some players... <laughs> like, yeah, no. Soccer he's very short. Like, <laughs> Sorry, too much bucked up. <laughs> but he is also one of the fastest players on the field. So he's taken two to three steps more than most defenders, yet he's keeping up with them sometimes faster and dribbling circles around them. That, in my, there's a debate between him and Cristiano Ronaldo mm. being the best in the world. And Ronaldo's best. tall, right? He's much taller than yeah. Messi. But Messi still, he, like, considering the hand he was dealt with, how, like, he had to take uh, growth horm- hormone when he was younger. He has some some condition that stops his growth Mm -hmm. and considering he was born with that yet he still was driven and talented enough to become one of the best in the world if if not arguably the best in the world that just blows my mind because you're playing a very physical sport and he's half the size like half the body weight or you know close to it than most defenders are usually huge so it's not like he just, you know, he's just a little bit short. He's much shorter than a lot of yeah, defenders and goalkeepers. Created the perfect storm. It's why, and so it makes me wonder, okay, what if he was built with like even longer legs and even taller? Then he, he would just be light years ahead of everyone. It's, it amazes me. And yeah. that, I mean, that's just... Or he would have never played soccer. Or that. Any, anything. I don't know, he's from Argentina. He's you know, well, sure. I'm just saying, like, any any little thing, because I think about yeah. it sometimes, why wasn't I 6'3 or 6'4? What, what, what would have been different, you know? Yeah. And it's like one of those things, like, that could have changed his, like, he had been taller, could have played basketball or something, or, like, did been a swimmer, just something could have changed, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or he had more leg and he broke his leg or something else happened because right. gravity affected him differently. And that would have slowed you know, him down. Because everything else in his life would have been completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll never forget, actually, one time you, you said to me, or I was talking about something. It, it was just like an a offhand remark of like, oh, I w- yeah, if only I'd done, done this when I was younger, whatever. And then you immediately went, but then you wouldn't be you. 
And it's like, that's really stuck with me. Like it was like when we first met and I, I, I think about that often. Yeah. Whenever I have a, whenever I have a thought of a little bit of regret, like, Oh, if only I'd done this or that, whatever last week or 10 years ago, then I immediately remember that like, Oh no, but then I wouldn't be where I'm at now and who I am right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You might be a, you know, gynecologist or something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be a gynecologist. At like a yeast clinic. (laughs) (laughs) And skid row. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's interesting. I have to remind myself that a lot because, you know, I definitely like to make a lot of wrong decisions. I'm I'm the guy that puts my hand in the mousetrap and then I'm like, I'm never going to do that again. Oh, look, a piece of cheese. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This time it's different. Yeah, this time it's different. This time I'm faster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But... Yeah, I think, man, it's so interesting to yeah, just to see like how and why people got to where they're where they're at, and understanding that like if everything did happen exactly like it was for that person, then none of that would have worked out in the long run. Yeah, yeah, it's a great thought experiment to think how it could be different. Because if he was taller, he wouldn't have had to try as hard. Maybe he wouldn't have became that soccer player. Yep. You know, because it, it was part of the, you know, like the ego and everything that you need. Right. Uh, or the proving that yeah, maybe he was he, a smaller guy and he, he needed, needed to drive. fucking yeah. destruct those, you know. And that all falls into place with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool to think about. Yeah, he's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> he had it easy being that driven. <laughs> right. Oh, you have to take more steps? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you have to try harder. My bad for the heart, one of the hardest yeah. sports. Because yeah, I, I think about that too. Like, you know, you're like, man, that'd be cool to be taller. And then you see like my friend that's six, seven, he's like, uh, no, no, it kind of sucks. Can't <laughs> ride any roller coasters. Can't get on airplanes. Oh, God. Like he's like, I have to, motorcycles don't work for me most of the time and yeah. he's a motocross guy you know, he's like six six he's like most things suck you need to buy a yeah. larger truck yeah exactly like i don't fit in anything yeah like yeah, seats don't go back far enough different life if you're yeah. over six four over six three yeah he would tell me too he's like oh yeah your little lifestyle the crazy shit of you blending into a crowd fuck that idea yeah like you don't blend right. anywhere you can't be a secret agent no, no way special forces any of that stuff <laughs> like being six six like crazy my buddy yeah. i used to joke around and i'm like Dude, you're so little. Why are you special forces? And he's like, huh. So if we're getting shot at, your big ass has to hide behind, hide a little rock. What happens? I'm going to be able to hide behind that little rock. You're going to get shot in the fucking head. Mm. I'm like, oh. Well, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. And yeah. So that's, you know, there's why there's a certain size for certain people. Yeah. Makes sense. Like Formula One drivers. They can't be our height no. or our weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to be. They're like 150 pounds, I think, like five, five nine. <sighs> yeah, and also really young. Blows my mind. Have you been watching? Nope. That documentary. Nope. Got all that from Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> there, but ha, have I talked to you about? You did that. Yeah. yeah. You need to check it out. I know. I for, need to check out a lot of things for you listeners. The F1 Drive to Survive is the best documentary series out there. It's on Netflix. Yeah, that's what. I went into it not know, I knew nothing about Formula One, and now I'm a huge fan of Formula One. <laughs> See, it's that's why I don't wild. want. Yeah, that's what I don't but want. It's it's more like I'm just checking up on who's winning on the. I, I'm not like up yeah. at 4 a.m. watching the Qatar yeah. uh, Grand Prix, Grand Prix. But uh, 
it's really and it it blows my mind too because you know you can tell so there's 10 teams and they for sure have three or four cameras looking at each team and recording every race and all these interviews and so i can't fathom the headache it must be to edit these episodes oh my gosh because each episode they kind of focus on one or two teams and the drama and the headache it must be just to put all that together into an episode it just yeah it's it's incredible and i would highly recommend it to anyone because it's it does it's like you're watching a tv show like just a scripted tv show but it's real life and that makes it even more exciting and um there there was an episode where i cried there, there, was, <laughs> no, there was a crash and they cut together in such a beautiful way you know he survives he's coming out of the fire it, it just it made me cry because they had they were interviewing his wife and yeah it's and then talking about outliers these guys the 20 20 of the best drivers in the world and they're strapped to a rocket for like two hours and the g's they're pulling around corners and the technology into the cars i i could just go i hear they have to be in fucking phenomenal shape too to be able to handle that they'll show little clips of them doing some training exercise like neck exercise Mm -hmm. obviously because your as they're breaking and like their neck is just just holding their head back so that they're not you know head going into their lap um yeah they they have to be in really good shape but also just psychologically sharp so sharp because i don't know if you've seen a steering wheel yeah i mean it's, it's like a enormous keyboard with all these things and they've got all these modes for racing and they have to remember all this shit about whatever turns coming You're basically up. a pilot they're a pilot yeah. they're even i mean anyone can be a pilot though <laughs> nearly anyone. well i mean like a, like a like a like fighter a jet. fighter yeah, yeah, jet yeah. pilot yeah and i mean they're strapped to a fighter jet essentially on wheels yeah but it, it's a great show <laughs> i nerd out about that shit yeah, that's cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah there's so many so many videos and stuff, that, or uh, and shows that people are like, check this out. I was like, I don't have time. <laughs> Although I do. I there is too much shit out there. I have a lot of movies I have to go see. Right? I know, I need to go see Doctor Strange. Yeah. New Top Gun, speaking of fire jets. I heard that's good, too. Yeah, I've heard it from people that don't even like Top Gun. That was like, that's yeah. a great movie. My buddy worked on that. He was an on-set photographer. That he was just hanging out with Tom Cruise all day. Hell yeah! And Miles Teller, Miles Teller, Tenor, T- Teller, I think. Teller, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, he said he was. It was pretty damn fun. Yeah, I need to. Doctor uh, Stranger hurt was pretty good too. I I was gonna just rent it and watch it here, but I'm like, man, I don't want to spend twenty dollars <laughs> to buy it. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, invest all your money in crypto. (laughs) (laughs) Become a special force agent. You know, like uh, go over, become a a special force agent. That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Do all the hard things. Uh, Chris has to head out, and I got a few other things I got to get going. Uh, So y'all have a wonderful day. Take care. And uh, till the next episode, we'll see ya. Later. I believe in each and every one of you. Just remember to believe in yourself. As much as you work out, you must work in. This is Justin, and let's try to stay out of our minds.